what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. Hey, this is Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Uh, on the show today, uh, a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a number of years, uh, Jamie Kilstein, is on the show today. Um, I don't know what I've talked about, what I have not. A boot, I'm here in my boots. That's good. I, uh, I have to keep that intact to maintain some sort of moral compass yeah. in this, in this uh, trying times. upheaval uh, of, of, of apocalypse that we've been recognizing. It seems, uh, you know, I don't know what you've been up to the last few years. <laughs> just, just hiding. <laughs> hiding out. Uh, Googling ways to kill myself. Okay. I did that for a while. That's cool. Uh, Google. Of, come on. I do a workshop here on the weekend. Do you? Every uh, Sunday. Oh, God damn it. I forgot about your Sunday comedy cult. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I did that for a little bit. And then, uh, I, you know, man, I just had that moment where I was like legitimately like, oh, I. I First feel, of all. Yeah, sure. I meet you where I would try somewhere Holland. in Holland. That sounds right. Holland, of course. That's of, where that's where you meet everybody. Everybody, everybody. yeah. I remember that. Uh, it was uh, it was my first music festival. That's was, right. Was it Lowlands? It was Lowlands. Lowlands right? festival, and I remember uh, Stuart Francis, the Unbookables. Oh yep 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 um, yep. Uh, who else was on that? Um, I remember Tool played. So I bailed on. I got to. I watched. Oh well. So. Before I get all like cool name droppy, I booked that show the day before. So I went out there. I, I was homeless. I was homeless back home and I was homeless out there. I remember. Where uh, like my ex-wife and I were living with my mom who was currently like relapsing on pills. And then Provenza called me and was like, hey man, uh, uh, I can't get you a show, but you want to stay on my couch and like, we'll try to get you some bar gigs in Scotland. And yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 totally. Bye guys. Bye girls. Bye girls. Like yeah. just as like I was being yelled at by my ex and my this mom was fucking popping pills, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I go, cause if any of your, I mean, I'm assuming your audience is pretty comedy savvy, but usually when you go to the fringe festival, you have a show mm-hmm. and like, that's the, but there's also these late night spots where if you don't have a show, you can either get discovered or the people who have shows can try to make some money since they're just being like fucking just like gang fucked for, uh, by the city or by whoever. Um, and usually you lose money going to Edinburgh thousands so much. And, uh, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, 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 you just, uh, you do it to like network and it's like, cool, cool. So how much could I lose? And they're like $10,000. I was like, I'll network on Twitter. Like yeah. that sounds terrible. And, uh, but I went and Paul got me on this late night show and it was, do you remember when fat caves was a thing? Yes. Mickey D and Brendan Burns. That's hosted. right. I remember it was Mickey my favorite D. late night show and that went away. Oh, it was Mickey in the, it D, was yeah. in, it was in the basement of the Gilded Balloon. It got too wild. It was a little out of control. It was, it was a little out of control. Yeah. Um, it's what the kind of late night comedy store vibe is on a, a little bit. Ooh, I haven't actually been at like a late night. Does it get like rowdy? 
Yeah, when uh, Brian Holtzman's on. Do you know Brian Holtzman? I think that's not the audience. I think you mean Brian Holtzman gets rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right. I just saw him for the first time the other day, and I was like, this is wonderful. Here's what was yeah. great. <laughs> I didn't see him at his usual like 3.30 in the morning spot. No. I saw him Saturday night prime like nine o'clock spot. Isn't that amazing? Oh, dude, he would get angrier when he was doing well. Yeah. He would get a big laugh and it'd be like, oh, fuck you. You don't get it. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. They like you. They like you. They like you. Like they're on you. It was amazing. Yeah. He's on this like comedic gyroscope oh, almost it, where the, the current of his thing is almost the direction that you're, you're leaning in his favor. Yep. He quickly jerks the wheel oh, the other yeah. way. So you're constantly swerving on the road, screaming, banging yeah. on the yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's every comic's it, except we hide it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And um, <laughs> so I do this show, and it, and I, yeah, I get there, and it's fucking rowdy. And when Paul says, you know, you're going to do this late night show, I thought there'd be like 80 people or late whatever. Live? No, no. no, no, it was the fat, oh, caves. fat caves, and but there were like six hundred people, man. Like those late shows are like insane. Yeah, after midnight, yeah, people. And this is when I was doing like that kind of dumb, like ranty uh, stuff, and and whoever was hosting was doing very generic. Oh, you're from Ireland? You're like this. You're sure. from England? And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do this shit. He's dude. hosted 300 shows that day. <laughs> yeah. And he just yeah. wants to get through the Q&A and get these acts because yep. he's lost 100 grand. He actually turned into, he transformed into Brian Holtzman. Uh, that's who Brian <laughs> Holtzman used to be. And then, yeah. And so fucking, uh, I was like, dude, I'm not doing this weird shit. It's not going to fly. And Paul was like, just do it. And Brendan didn't know who I was. They literally introduced yeah. me as... Brendan Burns was hosting? He, him and Mickey ho- co-hosted. Oh, oh, that's right. And that was the year Brendan won uh, the fucking Perrier Award or whatever. I was there that year. Yeah, yeah. He did, he did the show with like the audience plant. Um, 2004. I mean, whenever we met at Lowlands, yeah. I flew over there the next day. That's so right. I... Uh, he, yeah. introdu- he introduced me as, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, I think he's staying on uh, my friend's couch. And I was like, thanks, man. That's every comic in yeah. here. Uh, yeah. And I get up and I have, I have this like the most insane set, dude. Like the DJ must have been like high and he started playing. You know that band Explosions in the Sky? They're like really pretty instrumental music. Mm-hmm. It was on like Friday Night Lights. He starts like slowly syncing that up with like my rant and the place is just fucking uh, going. N- it was, we didn't talk about it. I didn't know there was a DJ. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah And yeah. I was just like fucking in it. And uh, those guys are in show business. It's, sh- it's theater. And they know they're like, oh, fuck. I'm not going to do a dumb, dumb ego move and yes. try and upstage this guy Mm-mm. it's like i got all the fucking glitter for this yeah. and we're gonna make an uh, uh, i'm getting goosebumps because i know yeah. that shit yeah it's just like oh this is the perfect storm yes because they treat <laughs> comedy like an art whereas here you go to do a show and every comic's just like kind of rooting for you to fail and like not here just in america in general i mean you have your friends <laughs> yeah but america. like like no one's gonna sync up music to make your rant harder to follow they're gonna get up and just be like yeah no. keep it going for that faggot and you're just no. like oh come on man why yeah and so uh and, 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 and the, yeah, and then Brendan comes up and he like puts me on his shoulders after that shitty intro, and like everyone starts cheering, crying. And, dude, it was in, it was so insane. It was one of the best moments of my life. And then this six foot eleven Dutch guy came up to me after and was like, <laughs> "Scary." And was like, "What are you doing tomorrow?" And I was like, "Being homeless." And he was like, "All right, we can't find Tony Woods." So he was like, do you want to do this music festival? And I was like, "Uh, yes. 
And he was like, it's only a thousand dollars. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Play it cool. Cause yeah, like yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, the yeah. most money. I was bumming cigarettes. That was your income that year. Dude, yes. I was eating French fries. Oh, I just lived on those French fries in the food truck yeah. uh, for the whole festival. And I went over and the next day I, I was literally watching Tool with Arcade Fire. Like members of the Arcade Fire and me were standing yeah. size. The Tool was the only band that didn't let people on the stage, but we were still uh And you're standing there going, I have nothing. I how the fuck am I here? Yeah, it was and it was within twenty four hours. And that I mean, dude, you know that. That's what happens. That's awesome. That's what happens overseas. Yeah. Even when you do, I've only done one music festival it's here. It's rock and roll. It's rock I and was roll. just, I haven't been in England in seven years. I just got back three weeks ago. Okay. And I figured, was, I thought you like lived over there. I, I did for. You did, right? For five years. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first year that you met me at the Edinburgh, Fe- the year that. I don't think we met till the music festival. That's right. I think we met in Lowlands, kind of did that like tattoo scan and we're like, friend, friend. And then we just like hung out a bit there. That's right. Uh, and then we just like, I don't know if we didn't even exchange numbers. We just like didn't find each other. No, because I think we discussed that we were going to see each other. I was doing the fringe that year too. That's right. And that's I right. And I had like a burner phone and like, it, it was so hard back yeah, then to like yeah, find yeah, me. Yeah. There was no Twitter. Like, no. No, it was uh, it was a good time though. That was uh, it was incredible, and like that's people, what, uh, that outdoor theater tent with tiered seating. Yes, and people smoking weed in there, and the shows and they were, were really great. attentive. What a lineup of comedians! It was amazing, too. and like um, music festivals here, because that's kind of like your wah, jam. Wah. They treat comics like the help. Where like I did Bumbershoot after doing all of those rock festivals in England, and even the rock festivals where I didn't get paid a ton. You're still credentialed like the bands. So, like, you can still, like, watch all the bands on stage. That's how I... I got to open for Bad Religion a couple times because I met Greg just backstage in Belgium doing... Mm -hmm. I think it's actually... Uh, like a sister festival of Lowlands, like Punko Pop or something. Oh, and, uh, gr- uh, not Grass Pop, no. Uh, something like that, but yeah. it's in Belgium. I think it's Punko something. Belgium like, cool, man. Those it was really cool, yeah. They like to get fucked up. Dude, even when, when, <laughs> I, when I went to Amsterdam, I don't know. I, still- I was in Belgium with Wilmont. That's how oh, fucked up it was. Oh, I love him so much. Isn't he the best? Uh, he's the. F- I haven't seen him in That's so. The reason I brought it up because I, I, I <sighs> think from memory I know you're a fan. Also. He's my heart. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's my heart. Uh, I was in Belgium drinking Belgian beer with Mike Wilmont. I can't even imagine. And what? Stuart Francis, I think. See, but I been. blew my chance. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to when I when I when I when I was doing comedy. I was with my wife who didn't like me. Did, did I I was sober. Did you? I didn't know you stopped doing comedy. Did something happen? Shut up. <laughs> Wait, really? Do you honestly not know, or are you being an asshole? <laughs> no, no, no. I knew there was. Some oh, things. I stopped like for a plethora of reasons. I stopped. Would you want to explain? I'm sure you're tired of explaining. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll like I can a cl- short. I'll cl- I'll cliff note it. We don't. I don't want this to hang off of yeah, that yeah, experience yeah. because uh, no. So like it's a Vietnam flashback. Well, oh my you. god, I know. Like, my hair suddenly is just... Well, he explains the suicide things that you were talking yeah, about Yeah, earlier. So, like... Um, <laughs> Why am I laughing? I'll try... Well, I mean, that's, that's how we do it, right? That's how we don't kill ourselves. Um, did you know, by the way, when you do Google how to kill yourself, the first website that comes up... Is mine. It, is yours. It, it, <laughs> All uh, my YouTube it, clips. It, it, uh, it's coupons for your Sunday workshops. <laughs> it, uh... Groupon. It, it, fuck yeah. <laughs> it, uh... 
Um, it says like easiest ways to kill yourself and you're like great and you click it and then it's like this like mellow Christian guitar music like acoustic guitar oh. music and it's like just kidding like we're all God's children and you're like motherfucker now I'm definitely gonna kill yeah, myself I'm committed now. yeah 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 cause now like I can't even trust like you just got like rickrolled by like the suicide like whatever so I uh, or at least kill the band that made that song I'll at least yeah, yeah you gave me purpose I'm a murderer now uh, so I I mean, essentially what happened was I went like far PC left. My show did. Cause I felt like I was just, I was failing at standup. Uh, I had a year where I was almost famous, right? I had the year where like agents like what me, year is this? uh, probably two years after we met, I'm so bad at like, yeah, I remember seeing your name. In it was, it was like Conan. I did the green That's room right. with Ron white and Lewis black, yeah, the showtime yeah. show. Uh, I was with CAA. Robin Williams found me and like, he started helping me out and like come bringing people to ah, see me. Nice. I had his manager, like all this stuff. Yeah. And then it, and then you blew it. And then I, no, <laughs> it, I, 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 I eventually blow it, but this is even sadder than blowing it. I never blew it. Blowing it. You can take responsibility for, and like even romanticize it. If if you choose. Mm. Um, this was just kind of like a sad, like half hard dick. It was just like you this. You fell like, asleep at the wheel and went yeah, into the ditch. It was a no. It was just a little bit of. A, it was a plateau where it was like there was a bunch of heat, and then just people were like, "I just don't know what to do with you." And I was also definitely difficult. Where like I didn't want to. Was act. that the first time that it had happened to you in your career? Yes, that there was heat. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I was like a failure. I mean, it happens every seven years. Yeah. Before I got new faces and what year did you have new faces, which was probably an awesome experience as new, a, a younger new faces comedy. was crazy. It was great. I was in a, again, I don't know what year, but I was in a lot of the comedy stores. New faces is like the premiere uh, showcase at the most prestigious comedy, comedy festival. festival. Yeah. And yeah. there's like 12 people. Uh, so yeah. my grade was a lot 12 of 12 out of like 10,000 people. Yeah. So my grade was a lot of the successful comedy store people. It was like Eliza, Eric Griffin, um, Mo Mandel, Harris Whittle before he died. Uh, Nate Bargatze. That was my grade for mm -hmm. new faces. And then the next year I was the first person to ever get a new faces show and then get a one person show the next year. And that was this little hundred seat theater. The three shows that were there, were me, Patrice, and Bilber. I remember. And that's when I was like, I guess I made it. Like, this, I know. I remember I'm famous at now. Lineup, I'm like, I gotta get a manager. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> but my manager only had me and John Mulaney, the, and that those, was the year. Those are my, Mount Rushmore. Like, me too. Oh, I mean, I got to you. open for Patrice because Patrice <laughs> saw my set. And so he was like, do 10 minutes before me. So I got to open for Patrice that year. And it's like literally things were set up for me to succeed. And then just like nothing happened. I was just like the guy that people were like, oh, that's like cool and like edgy. Like I get it. Something's happening. It's just not in front of your face. I, and I think that because I was so depressed and so miserable off stage that I was just like, Kill I joy. need something to save me. And then when it plateaued, I was like, I guess I'm the failure I thought I was or other people think I am. And so I started to kind of peter out. And at the same time, I had this political podcast with my ex and she started writing for very like left-wing publications. What was, the, what was the podcast? Citizen Radio. That's right. Okay. I thought um, that was the network. Yeah. No, no, no. That was us. Okay. Um, yeah. Like we made it. And like, I'm so proud of like what we did. Like Just that's the thing. Is I think I heard clips here and there. We covered and the you guys political story. Angry at everybody. I don't at everybody. And I'm not. I don't. 
It was the worst. I'm not. <laughs> we were in that audience where if you're like, hey, did you see that movie? You're just like, I really had a good time. Like I saw the new Star Wars and we'd be like, here's why it's problematic. And you're just like, oh, shut up. Just let me enjoy I, I my get life. The question everything attitude. But it's not question everything. It's get uh, offended at everything. And. And what but are I, you aware enough to know that it's consuming to have that such a big part of your personality? Well, here's that drives the, you. Here's the. It's trick. not a hateful thing. I think it initially comes from a, a good place. Well, and that's the problem. That's why it's so sneaky. I feel like if like I sold out and was like suddenly like getting like Nazi-ish, right? If like I noticed that like Nazis really thought I was funny, and every once in a while I like threw in a sing Heil and I was like, nah, I'm being ironic or whatever. Then I'd be like, all At right, least in the intro, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, all right, maybe I should stop doing this. Maybe I'm selling myself out. I'm attracting but, a demographic of people that right. I don't necessarily. But with the left. At its core, not what's happening now, not what's happening with like them just trying to like get everyone fired. But at its core, I'm like, I still believe that like racism is bad and homophobia is bad, and uh, we should help poor people, and everyone has uh, should get health care and shit like that. That you don't feel like you're selling out or becoming a piece of shit because you're like, what? I'm just fighting for more rights for people. You feel self righteous. You're like, you're uh, in, in in your sort of. Uh, isn't it like taking on a war, though? Yeah, but that's, it's just more material. I mean, I think a lot of people on there, and I can speak for myself, but the people I knew were also fucking depressed. And for me... No one looks happy. No one was happy. And, for, and, 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 and it wasn't like hanging out with comics. It wasn't like we were like having fun. It was just if you were happy, or even if you came in and you're like, hey, guys, I'm trying to like work on myself. I'm trying to be it's positive. They'd be like, ew, get out. Right. Um... But the thing is, you're not even trying to solve everything. These people don't actually go to sleep being like, I'm so sad about the state of the world. What happens is you're really depressed and then you wake up and you fucking open up Twitter because that's all you have. And then you see who everyone's pissed off at that day. And then you try to come up with like a funnier tweet to go after the guy that everybody's pissed off. And then he gets fired and you go, cool. And then you move on to the next thing. But you're, you're not actually emotionally invested in it. You're just in this like pissing competition of who can get more offended or who can uh, get the, 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 the best hot takeout. And yeah. then you just refresh it there's, to see if people like it or if celebrities retweet you or whatever. And that's there's, it. There's so much of that. But what do you... Um like, I was thinking about this a lot. So you were lucky enough to be in a, a high enough profile that people, you were subjected to some consequence yeah. in some form or another, whether it was, uh, you know, people knew you had a public, you're a public figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposed to, and I'm only thinking this because there's somebody in my family that's completely consumed by these kind of ideas and things like that, but haven't put themselves out enough, like because you were in a public forum. So they'll podcast. just like they'll just like fight on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, not not even at that level. It's more of a a, a, a low range, similar thing where they're killjoying. Yeah, the place is pointing out atrocities and and um, a lack of a better conspiracy theories and, and injustices in the world. Sure, and they're always reflecting. Uh, research that they've done online and are constantly unloading. I feel like they're pouring out dirty diapers into your lap. Yeah, and it's also like you, it gives you an excuse to not get your own house in order. So like, 
I wasn't. It's weird. That's a good metaphor. I think house is right. Like because it, it wasn't even like getting fucked over by those people that like <laughs> turned me a little bit. It was more like the more I even read on like, I don't know, I've been trying to be like introspective and like figure out like what I could have done better. And the more I've listened to like people talk about like even like self-improvement shit, I'm like, wow, no one on the left that I hung out with would even say stuff like get your shit together or like go fucking wake up early and go to the gym or like, because those were all like Ronald Reagan sounding talking points. You know what I mean? Like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, take personal responsibility. But at the the same figureheads that are people that uh, would uh, try to initiate that kind of uh, actions were not necessarily the best people. It's like your racist grandpa. And a lot of those people were fucking born into privilege. So they get to tell the poor black kid, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstrap. Meanwhile, like their grandfather, like owns the boot factory or whatever, you know? So black kids with bootstraps. That's a good name for a punk rock band. It really is. It's all yours. You guys, um, give us a cut. I need money. (laughs) Um, I've burned every bridge. So, uh, so fucking, but it, once I started doing that, I was like, oh, I, once I started getting introspective, I was like, I realized too that like I would use, like, I remember there was a point where I was like tweeting some like feminist bullshit and like my mom called and I ignored the phone call. And I was just like, Mother like in my head looking back, it's like, uh, sorry, mom, I don't have time to talk to you. I'm helping women. And it's like, there's a woman calling you right now that you can help. And it's like, no, 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 you no, no. that woman stitches. Yeah, I'm tweeting to look good. Um, I mean, I'm sh- again, I'm sure I'm being harder on myself. Like, it's not like I didn't believe the stuff, but I was refreshing to see, you know, I, it was a v- career. But you must, People were giving me validation Don't you for know, it. like, being around people, because you, you're, you know, being around comedy and stuff, you deal with people with addictions, drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, uh, sex, yep. gambling. This is in the same realm of all that. Yeah, but that whole world doesn't. Here's what it's I miss. It's like a poker table, and you're yeah. just putting your chips well, in. Well, what I miss the most about comics was I forgot how honest and vulnerable we were, where the people I was hanging out with on the left uh, weren't. And so all their addictions, all their problems were under wraps because we were these like morally superior beings. Um, and... Uh, and so wearing charity shop clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like half of them were like trust fund kids. They were all white while they were talking about like we have to help people of color, but like they can't come to our drinking thing Go on to Tuesday. A soup kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. hand out food to well, the homeless. That's the thing, dude. You know face how many face. you know how many like moderates and republicans and shit I've met who like actually do shit like that instead yeah. of just like tweet about it. Yeah, um, and of course low. liberals do as well, but like so that was just the world I got into where, and my part of my addictive personality is if I, like, if I feel like I failed with comedy, I can't just be like, well, good try, Jamie. I, I'm just burn it to the ground. Fuck comedy. Fuck all those people. But oh, they're going after a, Daniel. T- Daniel. It's always a failure. The whole thing is you're falling downstairs with no arms. Right. That's a great way to put it. That's yeah, it. And that you're is. always in that motion. You're constantly trying to stand up with no hands. But you have to be strong enough mentally to do it and keep going. And I think the only reason that I'm, since I've been back, which is like November, I guess I went on Rogan's and Stanhope's and kind of like came out of hiding, uh, was... Because uh, you literally were off the grid for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So that's What the, kind of... Because I... Somebody sent me a message... A couple of days ago, saying the wrong Rouse died. 
<laughs> one of your friends or like just a horrible person? I think it's a fan. Oh. No, uh, I was uh, uh, that's a cle- that's a clever enough joke where I think it might be one of your fans. No, uh or it's a very no. bad person. Yeah, it's just a shitty person. Do you, you must get some I get death threats. So I have changed all of my internet settings for optimal joy. Where I'm like, I don't see most of the bad ones, and I certainly don't engage. How many t- hours did you spend going through all your algorithm accounts and clicking off this, that, on that? And it, it did not not long to funnel man. some of the horseshit. Not off long. Of the side. Well, you know, it's funny. I had to actually I take it. I, I had needed to, all I had the to, diapers. Um, num, 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 num. I, I had to. Unblo- I'm a diaper factory. <laughs> I'm a diaper. I had to unblock. Because your mother, no, I had to unblock my mother finally. Because I was like, All right, I'm done tweeting about feminism. What do you want? Uh, oh, she died. This is uh, her estate. <laughs> yeah, it's been um, four years. I, uh, I went to, uh, I no, because when I was super like social justice warrior, I was getting like shit from my old friends, like Legion of Skanks and Stanhope. So yeah, the I, Skanks are not really known for being like yeah. half hearted. So here's the thing so I went and I blocked, you got all, I blocked all of Skanks fans. Uh-huh. And then Lewis and I become friends again. Yeah. I go to the festival. They're not unreasonable. Everybody's running up to me, giving me hugs, being like, dude, it's so cool you came. Their fans are just these like sweet fucking like bearded guys. Yeah. Uh, like 10 of them were like, can you unblock me on Twitter? They all had hilarious screen names. This one like big fat white dude uh, was like, can you unblock me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the handle? And he's like, Fat, black, and proud. And I was like, God, yep, that's why I blocked you, all right? And Damn. I would unblock him. And then it was like CEO of tits. And like, just, they're fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So, but then I'm well, like. Well, they know they're all fuck-ups, too. And they probably found some sort of in your vulnerable moment rather than crush you as some coward. They come in and go, fuck, man, I've been in. Well, and that's shit creek but on Twitter, they all seem like monsters because that's where they can be strong, quote unquote. But then you see them in person and you're like, oh, you guys are just like me. So anyway, so yesterday I had to do the opposite. I fucking fly all the way to New York. I do all these Legion of Skank shows and I'm like, half these people can't find me on fucking Twitter. So I was like, God damn it. So I went through and I had to unblock all Yeah, hundreds. Hundreds. Uh, And so I did that. Um, But no, you can like have your settings set if you want to be like really kind of like disengaged so that only people who you follow mm. um, can tweet you. You'll see it. Like, everyone else can tweet you. I don't really mess with it. I keep it to a minimum. I just don't allow people to comment on my... Uh, like, YouTube shit? Facebook. No, they can comment oh, on, on fa- my YouTube. Yeah. I'm fine with that. People see terrible things. <laughs> mean things to me. They don't know me. Oh, really bad. It's really bad. Dude, there have been. I've gotten tweets from people. It's not nice. No, where I'm just like, I will stab did you I in the do neck something. With a pen. Yeah, like I've even had comics. Like, there's this big alt comic in L.A., like one of the most famous comics in the world, who from out of nowhere just started like going after me, and I was like, did I kick him? In kill the your parents? Like, it was such a weird. Like well, you know what alt stands for? What's that? It's an alternative to funny. That's so good. That's did you see they accidentally booked T.J. Miller and had to apologize? There was this big. <laughs> I just saw T.J. two nights ago. Uh, he did Triple show, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was this big like alt show. I like T.J. He's been, always been nice to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but uh, there's this big alt show, which like the alt shows are like so like liberal, like kind of safe space shows, and. Uh, 
And yeah, I guess they booked him because he's a big famous. And then they must have gotten like a bunch of people complained. And they oh had, yeah, because they DJ had to put out like an official DJ. Facebook statement Apl- this apology. week, being like, "Well, yeah, we have made some, yeah, we have yeah. made some errors." Uh, because they were expecting him to do lines from his movies. Well, no, or because he was like accused, he was like me tooed, you know? I mean, oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was like. Was that some a screenshot from an old email from ten years ago? It, no, it was like so, it was just an ex who was just like, I forget. I, I don't know enough about it to comment, but I, I can tell you. I'll tell you what happened to me, where I essentially had before all this Me Too stuff happened. Um, I had an uh, an ex. Uh, it's so. Fu- I said this on Rogan's man. I spent <laughs> I spent years, and I'm not even trying to like but do I saw a bit this coming down the pipe. Uh, I was like. Oh fuck! Oh, that, it's like watching the toilet back up. It was so bad. That's what. It, that's how I felt. Train spotting toilet. Yeah, where you literally just sit there and you just go no 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 yeah yeah yeah. And I mean, the only reason I didn't kill myself, she ended up being like it was not a healthy relationship. But I had a girlfriend at the moment who like kind of like got me out of it, and she was gorgeous and she was really supportive when this happened. So it made me feel like. I'm not what people were saying I was, which was really good Mm. because the only reason my thing was a story, if I was just the comic you met, not a story. Anything I was quote unquote accused of is nothing worse than our friends will openly talk about, not just on stage, but in like their industry sets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Fucking around on the road, uh, stuff like that. The problem was because I was labeled as this Moral feminist. It was the figurehead, the male counterpart to yeah. feminism. Feminism. I yeah. can't say it. Yeah, I yeah, threw yeah. up in my yeah. mouth. The uh, the male vagina um, was me, um, <laughs> and I. It was. It, it, it's a fun headline. You know what I mean? Like male feminist gets ousted as whatever. But and what I said on Joe's. Your pedestal was wobbly. Was was very wobbly, and uh, yeah, I fell into like a sea of fucking, you know, whatever. Angry vaginas. Of angry vaginas. Just and worse was the un-vagina angries. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, well, people were just, you know, and I and I did this when someone would get taken down. You go, ha ha ha. Let's jump all over this because then you don't have to examine your own shortcomings and your own shit because you're so busy jumping on other people. Um, I mean, that's what was so great about this year, where it was literally like, well, I kill myself, or I become like the best person I can be, right? There you and, go. And uh, but what happened was. It's so funny because whenever there'd be some like accusation and the guy would defend himself by saying like, she's just a bitter, crazy ex, I would go, that's just sexist lies. You're calling all women crazy. You're gaslighting, whatever. And then I literally saw what happened to me and it's just like, well, that's a bitter ex. And she's, you know, it was the, it was the exact, it was that. Um, and uh, I think because there's such a, a, a backlog of women's tears that when anything gets seen in a, a light, that there becomes an overflow. Yeah. Of, of well, because women haven't payback. fucked over for a long time. Yeah, but the problem it. is what's happening now is there's going to be, and there is already, a pushback to Me Too where it's fucking over the women. Because now you hear Me Too and it's turning into like, 
you know, uh, some Anything famous guy lost hashtag. his show because a woman wrote a blog that he was like mean to her in the relationship. And it's like, well, fuck, man, that's not really a crime. That's a shitty relationship. Or maybe you're a shitty boyfriend. Or maybe we should like hear the other side. Or maybe we should see evidence before like this guy's fucking career is ruined. Um, I mean, my stuff was literally, I mean, and I haven't said, I haven't publicly said a lot of the stuff that would like, I mean, even clear up the most minor things I was accused of because if I spent this year being bitter and plotting revenge, I would be done. Done. I literally had no, just to be, be like Kevin Spacey in seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and so diagrams on the walls, a bucket of piss in the dude, corner. That's seriously yeah, just Jezebel like tacked over it. <laughs> uh and and I couldn't do that. Uh I wouldn't have survived it. So but I will say this, since I brought it up, where it's even the stuff written about me, if you read it, if it was all true, which it is very much not all true, it was literally like, uh, he had a consensual relationship. Um, then they broke up. Uh, it, 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 it was, he flirted on Twitter, and then she said, uh, I have a boyfriend, and then he said, I'm sorry. Uh, the one I, I told on Joe's... Did but they, they screenshot the... Fo- the the, co- the no. conversation? And no, but even if they did, they, I, even, they didn't even accuse me. I never sent a dick pic. I never sent anything sexual. I am a pussy. Uh, even when it comes to <laughs> hooking up on the road where I'm like, you're making the first fucking move. Do you have, to have like nine showers before you fuck somebody? Yeah, no, I just like, I've definitely had my fair number of girls be like, are you going to fuck me or not? And I'm like, Hey, did you read about what happened to me last year? Fucking you. It's all you. You're I, gun shy. Yeah. I'm, I, but I've always been that way. Cause yeah. I was a fucking nerd virgin for a, so I was like 40. 18. Yeah. 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 Uh, God, I wish that would help me. Uh, and, but like this one woman was like, we had a date. He charmed me back to his hotel, which is what a fucking date is. Mm. Um, it made it sound like we had sex, but we didn't because of what I was just talking about, where she said, uh, uh, if we hook up, I don't want to have sex since it's our first date. And and I, I literally said, I go, uh, I go, okay, even if you change Let your mind. Let me just take this condom off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on <laughs> one second. Uh, and then, I'll, uh. y- you know what? I'll just jerk off. That doesn't get anyone in trouble. Um, and I, but I was like, all right, even if you change your mind, we won't. Like, you set the line now. And we didn't. Uh, but we hooked up. And I usually go in the bathroom, beat off in my hand, dude, and then rub the it in their it. hair. And then be like, you can go. Oh, rub yeah. it in their back of their hair as you give them a, on the back of their coat. Have you ever done this? <laughs> have you ever, have you ever, like, almost fucked someone who was just like covered in red flags and you talk your way red out of it. Red flags or red sores? Both. And you like s- literally sprint to your hotel room like you're about to shit your pants to jerk off before you change your mind. I've had to do that where I'm like, just go jerk off and you won't want to fuck her. Just go jerk off and you won't want to fuck her. And then you get to the hotel room and you're like, I should call her. And you're like, no, 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 no. And then the second you jerk off, it's like the most cathartic orgasm in the world because not only are you like coming. The purge. But yeah, and you just realize you avoided all of that awkward. Yeah, it's called <sighs> being a man. <sighs> it's, the it's the best. Pick your battles. That's it. All and those young men go up to the front, fuck the forefront of fuck town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all peter out. Uh, AIDS there. No. Nope. Uh, this there. Barnacle bill this. It's just a race to jerk off before you make bad decisions. No, but it, that is the life of a nature man. Nature has pushed you in that direction. I know. To, um, to uh, do it. You, how are you for time? I know I, we had the air conditioner going, but I had to turn it off. I know it's Oh, for Oh, yeah. Do you see me just like sweat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I'm talking about like uh, my life being the, ruined, I'm just sweating over <laughs> yeah, this coffee. Yeah. There's a loaded gun on the table. Yeah. And so, um, but anyway, so she goes, she goes, um, 
She goes, it was the safest I ever felt with a man or something like that in the article that ruined my life. Um, but then she was like, but then weeks later, he called me a road fuck on his podcast. And then Jezebel wrote in parentheses, Jezebel could not find the quote. And it's like, right, you fucking cunts. You can find the quote because I'm not talking about smashing road pussy on my feminist podcast with she had my regret wife. sex. Yeah. But it's like, let's say I did say that. Were you separated? No, we were trying to do an open relationship thing, which it also didn't say in the article. So it made it seem yeah. like I was just cheating for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, uh, let's say that happened. That means I asked someone on a date. That person said yes. We went back to the hotel. We didn't have sex. She said in the moment. It you was called the, her a pig on the internet. Was, and she got pissed off. Right. And I said nothing of the sort. But, but, but if I did, yeah, that is not sexual misconduct. No. That is not predatory behavior. It's a weak that is bitch. not emotional abuse. It's a little bit of a weak bitch. It's a little bit of a weak bitch. It's like, a weak bitch. It's, and, and that goes to both sides of the fence. But now, like, so let's take it from a uh, feminist point of view. Now, when that is being called Me Too, how does that make the women who are fucking raped feel or assaulted or harassed uh, saying you're going to get fired if you don't fuck me? And now you get these bullshit stories like that or, you know, like the Hardwick thing or, or the, even the Aziz thing. And the, the trick is to have nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll go for a ride on my BMX bike later. Dude, I just need, <laughs> all, literally all I do is jujitsu now and I'm like, I well, feel. Well, that's probably helped you a lot. It's helped me martial arts. Oh, it's helped me so much. Because yeah. it's also just being around positive people mm-hmm. um, who don't have an ego. That's why now my comedy is better and I can see it the way you phrased it as that um, ups and downs because that's what fighting is. Like fighting, actual fighting, sparring, not like bullshit where you're not getting punched in the face, is no matter how good you get, someone's going to tap you out, someone's going to punch you in the face. And so not only do you feel tough because you're challenging yourself and you're fighting large men, but it also like, it checks your ego. Because anytime you're like, I'm the best fucking fighter in the world, crack, you get punched in the face. And I never had that before with comedy. I think I had a phase where I suddenly started to get clean and honest. Yeah. A punch punch in the face. That's like it's a, a, a that's cold like a bad shower. set, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a cold um, shower. And I think that's why I can handle comedy better now. Um, it just took you had to go. You had to get punched in the face a bunch of times to do yeah. better telling jokes. Yeah, I mean, dude, yes. <laughs> it's I mean, totally that. I stopped once I started finding that niche political audience who would laugh at anything I said as long as they agreed what was with your it. Neighborhood, like where you grew up. I mean, I grew up in Jersey, but then I was like, when I was doing all this stuff, it was like the bougie part of Brooklyn. Like gentrification. Yeah, USA. I, I move. I hate it. I, I think. Yeah, around this time, I was getting ready to move there. Uh, I moved into Williamsburg. Oh, ugh. yeah. When I first got my green card. Yeah, from England. Right, right, right. And I'm like, I'm going uh, London hub of comedy, yep. New York City hub mm-hmm. of comedy, and then the snowstorm happened that year. Nope. And I was like, it's fuck forced. this. L.A. makes me so much happier as a person. It's yeah, like it, it, it's helped my depression. I think it's one of the reasons I made it through all that stuff. But I will say, the especially sunshine. after going to Skankfest, I was like, I walked into an alt show in LA, and someone was going to introduce me to the Booker, and I walked in and I looked at the audience and I looked at the comics, and I was like, I'm shedding this skin. I, I turned around and left. Yeah, uh, but whereas like. 
it's been so long since I've watched like Attell and like guys like that and those New York guys just fucking murder and you know comics get up and talk about the Aziz thing without a fear of like having a blog written about them. I mean, I I still get nervous to tweet some of my opinions. I mean, I'm like pretty apolitical. You can go through my account. You'll be fine. Oh, good. I'll just like, (laughs) I'll retweet all yours um, and then say I was hacked if I get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I But it's... There's part of me that I'm like, oh, there, there still is that fucking grit in the comedy scene in New York. And we have that here at the store. But I don't, I haven't that's been it. here enough that's to it. know. I, I, I do it. wonder if that's in it. In the crevices of the comedy store is that element of New York. Yeah. It's so potent. It's like a diamond mine. I've definitely, my stuff is, I'm not, I'm not political anymore. Um, it's filthy. But I've definitely seen like shock at audiences, and it's not like I'm getting up there and I'm like, "What's up, you faggoty cunts?" Like I'm, I haven't like gone my like new all the way. Once I said it, I was like, "Oh, that is kind of funny." Um, <laughs> but you do see the kind of like I accidentally said, "I haven't said faggot on stage in like ten years." Have you been attacked? What do you mean on stage? Uh, oh, back in the day when I was political, I've had like bottles thrown at me and stuff. That's funny. Um, I had a, I had a when I did do late in live. Security had to take me off stage. I was getting booed so much. <laughs> and uh, because what happened was they, 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 they got offended at this abortion joke and they started booing. And then I, I was like, you guys must have misunderstood. Let me just start again. And I did my whole set again. And they just lost their minds, and, like verbatim, the whole set that they hated. And uh, security pulls me off and I go, hey, man, I've been booed before. I could have like, I would have been fine. And the security guard, this big Scottish dude, huge beard down to like his like waist, just goes, uh, I've never heard such specific threats being shouted. And that's how he knew to get me off. Because he's like, they have a plan. Yeah. They're not just saying, fuck you. Like, they're this like. It's not a blanket statement. No. They're, they're, they're looking up your family history yeah, yeah, and see yeah, if yeah, they yeah, know yeah, yeah, your yeah, Scottish yeah. blood is there yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they can murder yeah. them. So I walked around with like a hoodie for a couple of weeks. But now I'm like, dude, this is the first time I've just been able to talk about fun stuff. I'm just talking about like fucking shitty dates and porn and like it's have fun great have fun great yeah well you're in la i'll be in the uk soon that's great huge yeah i'm gonna go everywhere in like november december you got no wife no kids nothing man i got a i got a cat and hopefully soon a roommate that can watch my cat and you can do comedy and martial arts anywhere in the world anywhere and i forgot that and i think there was part of me that remember how i said i want to like burn it all down i get like that get rid of your american horse shit yeah 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 i'm like you can be more than one thing was the biggest thing that i learned because i was like i'm a political guy because comedy failed and then what and then once that failed i was like i'm a jujitsu guy now so i can't badass yeah just be straight up badass i like that yeah you know that's the thing i Everybody has these fucking shitty banners they stand under. Yeah. And most of the people under the banners are not uh, accountable or uh, anything. Right. Hangarounds. So yeah. just, just be awesome under yeah. your own flag. Ugh. Can we end with that? Because that was so pretty. That was so nice. Just be a badass. And then I ruined it by calling it pretty. Like, <laughs> like a faggoty cunt. Like a faggoty cunt. Uh, can I plug my podcast? You can plug whatever you want. What do you got coming up? Um, so uh, I have a podcast. Uh, it's the Jamie Kilstein podcast. You can get it on iTunes and Stitcher. People seem to really like it. Um, yeah, UK tour in November. I'll have the dates up on jamiekilstein.com. But mm-hmm. my Twitter is at Jamie Kilstein. And my new Instagram is at Jamie Kilstein podcast. And that's it. That's fantastic. I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory sometimes this month, and then uh, the Venice Underground, a few shows. Oh, Provenza told me about that. Oh, it's good. Is it? 
It's I, Bronson's room. It's the yeah, best that guy. room. It's the best room. I gotta fucking text Come him. Come down with me. I yeah, I fucked up. He was gonna book me, and then I got scared of doing comedy again, and I think I fucking it's, flaked. No, him. you would rock. You rock that room. That's that's uh, it's uh, it's cool. Okay. Anyway, Venice Underground, uh, and then uh, I'm doing a, a movie in Sudbury. What? It, a horror movie called Spare Parts. That's amazing. I'll play this character uh, by the name of Sam, who's a serial killer. Oh my god! And um, then I will start doing my warm up sets in Canada. Of, uh, what is it? Toronto, London, Niagara Falls. So I think something maybe in Sudbury, maybe something in Whitehorse in the Yukon. And uh, then I'll tape my special in Denmark on December yes. 14th. And then I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping to have this special out on Valentine's Day. But you can find me at all the uh, usual stops, jasonrouse.com. That's awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for popping in. It was this nice was to so see you. This so fun. We should do a show together or come on my podcast or something. Fantastic. All right. Cool, buddy. I don't care what society thinks. Good or nothing anyway.